0: Section twelve of Loop Carew. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Loop guru by Eden Philpotts. The Ruby Hummingbird. Chapter three. Mr. Winter's opportunity came sooner than he expected so soon that he felt wholly unprepared and found his usual taciturn nature reduced to almost absolute silence as he walked round the garden with dulcie he made himself speak from time to time with customary cumbrous modes of expression but he preferred to keep quiet to listen to the music of her laughter beside him dulcie was dressed in a gown of clinging silver grey with a great pale pink rose in her belt, and delicate ornaments of coral that matched the flower at her wrist and throat a sort of albert Moore study she seemed with just one bright flash of gold peeping from under the sun bonnet and a touch of crimson where her lips parted she felt it was a happy circumstance to be so healthy and so very much alive she also dimly suspected the secret in that huge quiet man's heart as he walked beside her that she had had occasion to say no once or twice already it was sad to do so not in the least difficult she knew her father thought highly of mr winter she therefore doubted not that he must be a worthy man but he was strangely dull strangely unaccomplished strangely ignorant of what things young girls loved so different too to some people her talk had reference to further festivities are you going to the masquerade ball next week mr winter she asked i was not miss macdonald out of my line you know do go she said lightly but i fear it is useless your putting on a mask or fancy dress for purpose of concealment, that is, you must be ever so much the tallest man in Granada, I should think, and I believe I am the tallest girl. I am horribly tall for a woman, don't you think so? You seem a very little lady to me. Dulcie laughed. Do you know what I'm going as? I should like to know well, it's really a great secret, but I'm sure you'll never tell if I ask you not to i'm going as the african goddess of the grand etang you know the lake is sacred oh yes all the niggers think the mother of rain lives in it yes and as the mother of rain i go to the masquerade such a lovely dress like a great shower of silver but i want one thing so badly i wonder now if you could get it for me i should be very glad if you will let me i will with great pleasure she said laughing but the question is can you it's a ruby humming-bird they are rare here but i do want one for my want so much and i have seen them round the grand etang sometimes jim winter knew what miss macdonald did not that there was a heavy penalty for destroying humming-birds but that hardly struck him as in the least important just then he said i'll get you one to-morrow how good of you how very good and dulcie smiled straight into his brown face with frank dancing eyes that might have told him the answer to his coming question before he asked it but he could not read them he only knew they made his slow brains flash fire he only felt he would give the wide world and all the humming-birds in it to fall down and kiss the silver buckle on her little gray shoe he only felt that here centred in this maid was everything life had to give him he strangled the thought of his manifold deficiencies he put away the vision of his own gigantic person and brown skin he just fought to find words that he might let her know the secret and so either end his torment or change the nature of it mr winter's pace grew slower then he suddenly stopped under a great tree-fern and spoke in the pathetic sing-song accents of the west indian with a voice full of a curious hesitating tremble that sounded strange miss macdonald i want to say a thing to you i won't get another chance to-day it's just a few words or so and you need only answer one i-i love you miss macdonald and that's about all do you think there could be just a glimmer of hope i'm not worthy i know a man like me but i've got to speak it now there's nothing i can say for myself to make me look a better figure in your eyes but but oh dulcie dulcie my jewel my dear god knows how i love you god knows something in his voice and the extreme humility with which he urged his plea touched the girl nobody had ever proposed quite like that before he meant every clumsy word of it his great brown hand was hurting her little white one terribly but he did not know that she rather liked to feel him hurting her it seemed fair she would have to hurt him in a moment for the first time in her life dulcie felt a little frightened at herself for the possession of this strange power this quality of hers which could make even great masculine creatures like jim winter shiver and shake and gasp and choke in their speech and lose their self-control and pluck out their hearts for her i believe you love me she said at last taking her hand away and it makes me very proud and very unhappy too dear mr winter i shall never forget that you have offered me the greatest honour a man can offer to a woman but it cannot be we forgive me he interrupted very quietly i should not have dared her blue eyes were clouded her heart was sore for him she would like to have said more but feared to do so she trembled lest he should ask another question one generally supposed to be put by rejected lovers but she did not know jim winter he was not the man to press for reasons success might have knocked him off his balance perhaps defeat did not do so he expected failure and came prepared for it but he never guessed that dulcie Macdonald really liked him and admired his simple genuine nature too in a way there was however something with a black moustache and divine eyes and many accomplishments which filled dulcie's soul quite to the brim just then a moment later they saw the favoured being through the trees surrounded by a little crowd the doctor's guests were fast arriving now you will keep my secret miss macdonald he asked it is sacred mr winter She answered gravely, and the words seemed to comfort him. He knew not why. End of section twelve. Recording by Harshatam.